following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! Welcome back inside the TRN Time Machine, sponsored by Retro Days and RD's Retro Detention on YouTube. Let's dive into our toy box here, and I think we're just going to, we're not going to rank these just because we had just random stuff, and it's not more or less uh, our top picks, so we'll just kind of go back and forth and, you know, talk about what's in there, but we mentioned kind of off the air that we'd go down to Toy Island, I had the same experience too. You're attracted to like GI Joe, for instance, and you're you're checking out the Joes, and then something else, maybe uh, the just the artwork on the card or or something would catch your eye, and uh, you'd end up spending a little money at a different part in that action figure aisle. Maybe mm-hmm. not come back to, but uh, it, it seemed like there was a a time where okay, yeah, I've got plenty of Joes. Let me see what else is is going on here. Well, for me, you know, whether it be G.I. Joe or He-Man or whatever, I would have money in my pocket and going, I'm going to get me a new G.I. Joe today. And you'd be there looking at them. And maybe you had most of the ones they had, or maybe they were low on stock. but Or even just something would catch the corner of your eye, and you're like, ooh, what is this over here? Mm-hmm. And it would take your attention, and you'd buy it. But then you'd return the next week, and you were back on your G.I. Joe kick. But those those little lines that you just picked up a little bit of or just weren't as popular i mean even if you may have bought a whole line of something but the stuff you don't see talked about all that often we all talk about transformers gi joe he-man but how often does somebody talk about i don't know battle beast or something from the transformers line you know that little stuff we're gonna be reminiscing about today so uh who wants to go first uh i'll let you go first okay i'll go first and I'm going to do the one that I teased over there on, on Twitter as we were talking about the, the topic and uh, what we, actually what we were just talking about uh, in between segments here. Rambo. Mm. I had uh, – now this is weird because I'm trying to remember really how I got into some of the Rambo figures that I had. And I think this is how it went. So we were huge on playing war, army, whatever you want to call it, outside in the woods with you know those old intertech water pistols and mm-hmm. the just whatever plastic guns we could find bb guns and you know we would play army in the woods all the time we would set up forts and just play and play and play we're, we're essentially acting out uh, everything we saw on gi joe and i remember getting the rambo m60 <laughs> i don't know it was a birthday or christmas or something the thing was glorious it was in several parts so the very end of the the gun was one of those orange, like clear plastic darts that you could shoot from back in the day. And it came with two or three of them. And you could actually remove that end part, which was the dart gun, and then it would be your M16. And it made the sound when you pulled the trigger. And you could it had a, a bipod with it too, so you could pull down and you could kind of snipe with that dart gun. So the the thing was great, and I remember playing with that machine gun all the time. I, I never watched the Rambo cartoon show, so how I got into the figures, I, I think it was just a matter of, hey, I've got this Rambo gun, and the figures were cool. The ones that I had was Rambo with that <laughs> huge rocket launcher that <laughs> shot the little orange missile on the string. Uh, and it, he came with like his knife and another like M60 and just tons of accessories. And he had the, you know, the full ammo belts around his neck. And <laughs> I mean, the dude, he probably wouldn't have been able to walk if had he had all this crap on at one time for real. But had the Rambo action figure and I had General Warhawk, which was the bad guy in the cartoon series. And I remember getting that, I believe, from Hills like a uh, clearance, like way down the road. And I had those two that would play along. They're about the same size as like my Thundercats, a little bit taller than He-Man. I think they were the six inch size. So mm-hmm. Rambo just fit with anybody. You know, if you needed something blown up, you just pop Rambo in with that <laughs> rocket launcher and, and take him out. And then 
I think it was soon after I got the Rambo figure, or maybe at the same time, I got his helicopter too. This mm. thing was also glorious. It had it almost had like a trigger on the back, so you held it back where the the smaller blades would be turning in the back, and it had these two huge wings with like two huge missiles on the side. It had a spotlight, actually a little flashlight that would shine down, and you could move it around in the front, and then you squeeze the trigger in the back, and it turned the blades on top. It was oh. great. Also had a winch. That's right. It also had a winch, so you could like pick people up and like you know rescue them from wherever. So it was great. But uh, that's I, I had the the two figures in the helicopter, and played along with you know it worked well with anything He Man whatever. So. Well, it looks like before we went on the air, selling Jason, I've got this Tomart Encyclopedia of Action Figures, and I looked them up in here. Come out from Coleco in '85 and '86. There's a dozen uh-huh. different figures in the line: six good guys and six bad guys. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what the other ones were because I've never really gone back and watched the show either. But General Warhawk and and Rambo were the the two that I had, the two well, main guys. The rare figure is his name is Nomad. Uh, reflects the worst stereotype of an Arab nomad is according to the card devious, traitorous and desperate. And the desert is his only home. Kind of looks like the iron sheet. Yes. But because of all that, uh, the figure was discontinued due to Arab league protest in the media resulted in greater popularity and value among collectors. So that would be the rare one from the set, but I never had any of the Rambo figures, but I had the, uh, what do they call the big play set? The Savage strike headquarters play set that we found at a yard sale. I know I couldn't tell you if it was complete or not, but it had the big tower still attached to it. Uh-huh. So it made an awesome play set for GI Joe. And cool. you know, that's the point of this conversation was even though those Rambo figures were bigger than GI Joe for this play set, it didn't matter. It, it still was okay. Oh man, so that it, thing's glorious. Yeah. It was a little outpost for the dreadnoughts back in yeah. the, my summertime play days. That was one of their little, hideouts and well, many battles a, yeah. took place at that headquarters that's the thing gi joe was great for anything man i remember having the game um don't break the ice and i would use the ice cubes as like you know the snow <laughs> for like snow <laughs> job and all that well, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah i mean it was all about incorporating it back into your favorite stuff so yeah, these, these figures are a little bit bigger than gi joe but like i said they still kick butt whenever you needed to with all your other ones that were six inch and i would uh make vehicles out of constructs for the Joes and Cobras. <laughs> nice. I had written nice. that article about the mega hall of 90 Christmas 86 one time. And I'd got this big, massive construct set that year, the same year I got the terror drone and it had all these wheels and it had a platform and a big tower and a winch. And, uh, I could remember that day of playtime, the, the Joes could not storm the terror drone until they rolled in that big Colossus and they were able to get up and over <laughs> the top of it. So mixing cool. toys is always fun. Cool. All right. What's one for you? Well, I'll stick with the same kind of theme at some point. Somehow I had, somebody had gave me the A team play set. Oh called my gosh. No. Headquarters set of the three and three quarter inch figures where you got all four characters. And then it had a tent, a raft, and uh-huh. some stuff put together to make the sandbag barricades and it had all the weapons and helmets and so in gi joe's most desperate hour when cobra was about to finally take over the world <laughs> you get hannibal ba the face man and murdoch join gi joe <laughs> yeah the figures were much more cheaply made than actual gi joe figures but uh-huh. they were the exact same size they had the same points of articulation and stuff so you didn't get to see it on the cartoon, but B.A. Baracus was an official member of G.I. Joe in my world. And so was Murdoch. <laughs> and Hannibal. Hannibal always consulted with Duke and General Hawk, you know, and helped make the plans and stuff. Oh, man. Murdoch, him and Wild Bill become best friends and, and flew the dragonfly together. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that A-team set. And then the bigger figures, the ones that were bigger. Six inch. Than, yep. Yeah. I had all of those, too. And those didn't really fit well in the world of he-man so i never mixed them it was hard those tall six inch figures i never mixed in with my big play lines but they were a central part of combining all these outer 
toy lines that we're talking about today mm -hmm. when you'd have B.A. Baracus and the Karate Kid action figure teaming up to go on a mission. <laughs> you know? right, um, yeah. Go somewhere and the Chuck Norris Karate Commando figure would join in. and Right. So those things. And I actually had the, the Mr. T van for this play set too. It didn't come with the play set, but I got it somehow somewhere. And that was just another vehicle in GI Joe's arsenal as well. <laughs> now, 18 figures. You yeah. could get those several ways. You could get them in the combat headquarters set, which is what I had, or you could get them in a, like a blister card pack where it was all four figures on a blister card with a weapon or something for each. Yeah. But I had the whole set's what I had. I saw one of those sets at RetroCon last year, and I can't remember what the price tag was. It was too much, more than I wanted to pay, because I've never had the the GI Joe sized figures. Mm. I always had I had Murdoch and uh, BA in the six inch size that I remember playing as a kid. So yeah, I could probably include them in this list. And Mr. T came with a toolbox, which is the coolest thing. So yeah, any had actual tools in it. Yeah, the tools. Anytime your vehicles broke down, BA was there, man. To fix it back up. So, and I had the Ertl A Team van, which was a little uh, bit smaller. It didn't. Too. It didn't come with the. You know, the, it wasn't for these size figures. But if you crammed them in there enough, and I, since I only had two, they would fit in that van, and I could still push them around in the van <laughs> <laughs> with the sliding door and everything. Man, it was great. But yeah, I still have the Murdoch from my childhood, missing an arm. I still uh, have <laughs> the six inch. I never had face. Uh -huh. I, I had Hannibal Murdoch and Mr. T and I still have all three of those six inch figures from yeah. when I was kid. And I am pretty sure somewhere here, I've still got the Murdoch three and three quarter inch figure. Cool. Yeah. I went back. Uh, it was actually probably two years ago, the year that they, uh, they had Dwight Schultz and face, uh, what's, um, Dirk Benedict. Dirk Benedict at RetroCon, and I, I bought the the complete six inch figures out of their package, and uh, but they had all their accessories too. I got a really good deal on them. I had to get them that year. I was just sudden such an A team mood. Great pick though. They were very fun. All right, uh, next one for me. Uh, that will go with the one that you mentioned, Karate Kid. Oh, I had only. One that I can remember, and that was Daniel. It was based on the Chronic Kid 2 movie because he could break the ice. <laughs> uh, there, yes, there it is. So, uh, it was like a blue stand, and you can't, you got like these ice blocks that like fit together, and he had this chopping motion, and you could uh, come down and break the ice, <laughs> ice blocks. Uh, but that was good for, you know, pretty much kicking butt on, on anything. You get that chopping motion. I think all of those figures had some kind of motion to them, like a kick or something. Did any of them have a sweep the leg feature? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so, but, uh, oh, there it is. The breakaway ice. I was looking here. I'm on a site called, uh, figurerealm.com. Pretty cool site. They've got a lot of stuff cataloged here, but yeah, he's got the, uh, motion to come down and chop the the ice blocks it was so great 86 was when that came out and they had it was mainly different versions of daniel they did have uh chosen who was the you know the the bad guy in karate kid 2 mm -hmm. uh did they have a johnny i don't think so i do see a johnny yes there was one johnny he had a breakaway bamboo fence <laughs> Oh, and there's a wall. Yeah, he there's uh, Johnny kicking the wall. They had a crease. There's Mr. Miyagi. Two creases. Okay, so they did have most of the uh, characters from the movie. Daniel figure needed a breakaway arm so Mr. Miyagi could do the Ah, thing. yes, yes. Put it back on him. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so you could probably snap it off yourself and do right. it if you really wanted to. Right. So it looks like, yeah, they either had a chopping motion or a, a kicking motion. And then you got the little accessories to to do your damage with. Those are really cool. They did have a uh, training center too, and the competition center. So you could you had like the little mat that you could square off. <laughs> what they needed was Daniel with the crane kick motion, man. You know yeah. why didn't you get one like that? And yeah, 
you just kick the crap out of Johnny all day. And one of the accessories should have been a body bag, so you could tell Johnny to put him in a body bag. <laughs> they needed one too with the shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shower curtain costume daniel yeah that would have oh, been great but yeah he so went much. like i said he went along with uh, just about anything to kick butt most of my figures would end up getting into a wrestling ring of some kind so <laughs> so the karate kid figure would have probably been like a mid-level intercontinental champion for me or something <laughs> so the macho man randy savage versus daniel larusso with mr miyagi and elizabeth on the outside yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. And you just know Johnny Lawrence figure would have been in some heel stable. He would have been like the newest member of the Four Horsemen or something. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, what's another one for you? Speaking of wrestling figures, I've done some research. I'm pretty sure the kind of generic name they were sold under were just wrestling champions. They were about the size of Masters of the Universe figures but they were just generic figures we used to get at the family dollar store when I was a kid. Uh-huh. They were cheaper than other wrestling figures and they would make some that would kind of resemble like Hulk Hogan, but most of them were just generic. I remember there was one named terrible Tom. Uh, there was one they just called the mask, but I loved those things because for the cost of some kind of like, this was during the days of the LJN figures. Uh-huh. Those LJN, figures were expensive for kids for the cost of one ljn figure you could get like four or five of these things so frugal parents we shopped a lot at the family dollar store you'd see those you'd go in they may have two columns top to bottom on the shelf of carded figures and they'd probably have six or eight different ones at any given time you pick up two of them and they also sold under the same brand you could buy a ring with two wrestlers so i had the ring of course what was the brand i just want to say they were called wrestling champions Hmm. If you Google wrestling champions, knockoff figures or something like that, you'll see some pictures of them. That's how I found them the other day when I was trying to figure out the name. Oh yeah. Looks like some of them have, uh, almost Mr. Spock ears or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're bald headed. There's all these different versions of them, but some of them had championship belts and things. And some of them had a mask and, some, like I said, there's one dude that's got a handlebar mustache and eye patch and a mohawk. You know, they would just wrestling put Wrestling champs. Yeah. Wrestling champs. Okay, maybe it wasn't champions and maybe it was champs. But regardless, these things were just a lot of fun to add to the wrestling time playtime because growing up, wrestling was what my life revolved around. Every toy ended up getting into some kind of wrestling conflict with another toy. So. <laughs> Having actual wrestling toys was a natural for me. And the fact that they were so cheap and you could get oodles of them wherever you found them. And this was only one, one kind, one, like I almost say brand name, wrestling champs, wrestling champions. But there were so many companies knocking these things off, but using the same body styles that they all work together. We'd go to the flea market and find them. I guess people getting them from China or Mexico or something, even then and selling them. But everywhere I went, I could get one of these figures. And I did. I probably had at one time 20 different ones. Had my yeah. own federation going. Oh, but just looking at their names, if you <laughs> Right. Well, you could tell, holy cow, they're definitely the like Masters of the Universe build. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they just found some extra heads from <laughs> whatever the LGN or whatever lines and stuffed them on there. Because there are some that looks like. They got that big, like, Andre the Giant style hair, and there's one that looks like Hogan. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> even the the card backs, if it's the one that uh, you're talking about, there it looks like a, a Hulk Hogan on the card itself. Yeah. yeah. And there's some just called Wrestler. <laughs> that was another brand name. <laughs> um, there's a tag team pack, I see, called Wrestling Champions. Even came with little belts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I'm sharing my screen with you. So like that one I've got pictured there, that's the brand I was talking about, the wrestling champion. Yeah. I was looking at that as well. And then you were talking about the, the slap a Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant head on them. Well, then they would recolor those as well. Cause here's a version of like Hulk Hogan with a gray hair and beard, yes. with different colored legs. So they were just mix and match all the parts to keep churning out new yeah. wrestlers all the time. 
Well, so, they had there's... the like uh, He-Man loincloths there too. I mean, it yeah. <laughs> was not tights by any means. The shaggy belts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh, those are great. Add that to my list. They uh, yeah, they had the same sculpts as the Masters figures, but they were just slightly smaller, so they okay. didn't quite match up. You had to use He Man like your Hulk Hogan, where he was a little bigger than everybody and never lost. But <laughs> it did. It did though. Take the wrestling play out of it. You had all kinds of new, just basic henchmen for Skeletor, uh-huh. just basic fighters for the He Man side that you could have killed off without killing off trap jaw or beast man for future play you could kill off these underlings <laughs> that's fun i did not have uh many wrestling figures as a kid but i'll segue into my next pick here because the thumb wrestlers oh, i did have some the wwf the wwf thumb wrestlers yeah so back when uh i was over at my friend's house and we were watching wrestlemania and uh, his, his dad was telling us to stop playing grab ass. Yeah, we were, uh, we were definitely into the thumb wrestlers and we didn't, he had a couple of the larger ones, but even as a kid, I'm like, what am I doing with these, man? Yeah. They're yeah so they, didn't work, they didn't work as thumb wrestlers. No. Cool concept, but, but right. But the thought, I mean, every kid does thumb wrestling. You know, we did, we had tournaments in school for mm-hmm. thumb wrestling, you know? So every kid knew that. And then when they did that trick with the thumb wrestling, that was almost like, uh, you know, rock'em, sock'em robots or something, but with real hands, <laughs> you're real, uh, using your hand as the controller there. And you stuck those on your thumb. Oh, those were great, man. I had a bunch of those. Well, bunch. I had maybe four or five of the characters. One that I picked up at uh, RetroCon a couple years ago that I remember having as a kid was Big John Stud. I had Big John and- Stud. So, yeah, so Stud and Hogan, uh, Piper, I'm trying to remember what all was in our I had, kind of circle. I had Stud, Hogan, Iron Sheik, Junkyard Dog, Hillbilly Jim, and Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, but they were, I mean, they weren't posable. They were just kind of in that position to go back and forth with each other with them, you know. And you could have, they were smaller than what you would use for the you know, like the WWF ring, which my friend had, but you could still duke it out in there and, and have fun with those little thumb wrestlers in that ring. Even though if we didn't have a, a many of those size wrestling figures either, but I thumb just, wrestlers for some reason connected with us. I just sent you a picture on Slack. That same company wrestling champions made the knockoff thumb wrestlers as well that I had. Oh, did they really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I sent nice. you a picture to see, <laughs> but those WWF thumb wrestlers were interesting in the way they packaged them because they, it wasn't just like you always got a Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper two pack. There was a Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper. There was a Hulk Hogan, big John stud. There was a whole, right, yeah. Volkoff. And then on down the line, you could get a hillbilly Jim, iron Sheik, a hillbilly Jim, Roddy Piper. They had a ton of packaging options, which was brilliant. Yeah. And I think that's probably how I had the, the four that I had was, from a two pack and it was just whatever two was in there. So those were fun, man. I just, I don't it know. It was nice that you could pick your favorite villain. Like if you wanted the Hulk Hogan, you had three or four options of which villain that came with him. Right. Yeah. That was a nice choice. Good, good call on their yeah. part. Um, this is not on my list, but I'm going to throw it in along with these. Did you ever see the, uh, WWF Bendy's action figures from around the same time as the thumb wrestlers and the LJNs? I've seen pictures, but I have not. We, I did not have any as a kid or really knew any that had them. They were about the size of a G.I. Joe, maybe slightly larger, but they were bendable fully, uh-huh. but they didn't last long. The metal wires inside popped through the rubber pretty easy. And, you know, but that was okay. another line they pushed. But the next thing on my actual line, it's a single figure. And that's, uh, the Batman Dark Knight collection, Bruce Wayne figure. And I don't mm. know if you've ever saw this or not. I'll send it to you on Slack. But I have seen uh, pictures. Yes. The quick change Bruce Wayne into yes. Batman. Figure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that thing was cool because it was a Bruce Wayne figure and you had the cow that you put down over his head and it had the cape attached to it. It had a breastplate that fell over his shoulders and the belt attached to it and snapped around his back. <laughs> and of course, she came with some some gauntlet gloves. 
So you could quickly, and some boots too, you could quickly change him into Batman. So again, everything has to end up in the wrestling ring when I was a kid. So we were talking about 80s wrestlers, right? Last week, uh-huh. or week before. And I was telling about the bullet. He was Bob Armstrong. But when stuff got serious and you needed a real bad dude to come in and clean house, his masked alter ego, the bullet <laughs> would come in. Well, that was my Bruce Wayne and Batman. Bruce Wayne was a wrestler. But when stuff got out of hand and the territory needed to be cleaned up, here come the masked Batman. So, <laughs> That's I great. Really, I had a few other superhero action figures. I had a few from the DC Superpowers line. I had Superman, Riddler, Lex Luthor. I had some Secret Wars figures like Doctor Doom and Magneto. And then I had Bruce Wayne Batman. And he was my favorite of all those figures, so he whooped them all anytime I was mm-hmm. doing superhero stuff. But that uh, Dark Knight collection, Bruce Wayne, quick change Batman. That makes my list. I believe I've seen uh, Adam throw up a picture on Instagram with him in that Bruce Wayne shirt, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great idea, by the way, whoever created that shirt. To, he has uh, this Bruce Wayne shirt? Yes. I swear to goodness, with all that's holy, Adam is the coolest person I've ever known in my life. I know. Yeah, I never, uh, this was a little bit past, I guess, my action figure collecting time, or at least uh, I didn't really get into the, the Batman action figures at all when they came out in that, what, 1990 or 91 range, probably. Yeah, there. Obviously loved the movie, but didn't get any of the figures. This is early high school years for me, but uh, I, I still remember buying stuff at that time as far as action figures and toys go, but. Did not get into the Batman collecting until much later in life. But yeah, that's a great figure and a great, yeah. Just, you know, thinking about you and <laughs> coming the bullet and all that. Yeah, that works yeah. great. That's perfect. All right. Uh, next for me, let's see. Let's go with, uh, let's go with the muscle men. We'll kind of keep oh. in the, uh, the wrestling <laughs> motif here. Well, the- that, that was on my list too so we'll, we can talk about them together we'll okay cool the muscle men were great i love that they came in that little trash can you know yeah, <laughs> or just little you know plastic can and I, I never bought the ones that were like in that huge like pack that had like i don't know what maybe 30 or something in it i got a uh, pack of those for christmas one year from somebody did you yeah uh, i do remember buying just the little three or four packs of them at the store every once in a while. And I had the multicolor ones too. I like to, to do different colors and that was just kind of fun. My uh, rich friend that we were into wrestling, he had the arena, which was essentially Uh, speaking of rock'em sock'em robots. It was like a small scale rock'em sock'em robots with that arena. I had that too. Pop the two figures in and take your little joystick there and battle it out. That was a fun concept, but yeah, just the, I mean, it was just random stuff too. You're not going into that. You just kind of looking, okay, that guy looks cool. He kind of looks like a robot. I'll get that pack or it, it, there wasn't any real rhyme or reason as far as collecting goes. And the ones that they put in the little can, it was like, yeah, just give me a can and we'll mm-hmm. be on our way. I just sent you a link on Slack for you to click on taking you to retro ramblings. Cause a couple years ago, I, uh, scanned in all the catalog pages for the muscle toys from the 1986 Mattel toy dealers catalog. Oh, wow. So as we talk about this, you can see some of these things. It features the multi-packs in the trash can that we talked about. I'm not sure what this thing, the muscle pre Okay. That's showing you the cardboard shipping display. If you're on there, you can see the ring. It's on the last oh, page. I forgot about the belt. I had the belt too. Oh gosh, you did. I did. Of course I did. What are you talking about? <laughs> it held, oh, no, look at that. I forgot it had like little, obviously there's some in the front where you can put your, your favorite ones in there, but it also had some on the side that you could <laughs> put in there. Yeah, That's it was a great. belt that had uh, side holsters to hold figures in. <laughs> and you're talking about buying the little four or five packs of figures like this one looks cool. He's this. So let me tell you how things worked in our world at school and with me and my cousin Tim. Uh-huh. Rock'em Sock'em ring you're talking about. It had these holders, for people who don't know, that you'd snap your figures into. 
and you each had a joystick controlling yours, and you would battle them back and forth until one got knocked out of its holder. And that's how you won or lost the match. Mm-hmm. Well, we used to do these like marbles. We'd gamble with them. It was <laughs> loser leaves town every time. You played for keeps. So if my guy beat your guy, I got to keep your guy. Oh, nice. <laughs> so when I was looking for figures in the packs, I was looking for the ones that were thick-waisted. Uh-huh. That would be hard to get in the holder and thus very hard to get out of it. Very smart because move there. Yeah. You had a champion on your hands at that point. <laughs> and buddy, I collected half of my collection of muscle men were ones that I won from other people with oh, the ring. Great. And stuff. But that's yeah, great. I had, the, I had the big uh, box set and there was a couple of the box sets. There's four different ones. The Thugbuster set, the Cosmic Cruncher set, the Mighty Mauler set, and the Cosmic Showdown set. So it weren't like they were random packed on those big mm-hmm. collections. The trash can, you got 10 figures in a clear plastic trash can. Of course, like you said, the little pack, it looks like you got about five in. I never was a big fan of the colored ones. I was in it early when they were all the little pink ones. Right, yeah. Little bodies. But it's funny that the way time works, it all comes back around uh, where I've got a pack of the uh, muscle masters of the universe figures Yeah, <laughs> still unopened. I've got, uh, well, I was the same way. I got in early when they're all pink. And then I remember having some of the same characters when they started doing colors. They were just kind of re-releases with different colors. I don't think yeah. they were new molds or anything. So I remember having some of the same guys that were just different colors and stuff. And yeah, I was actually in Ollie's of all places and found those muscle figures for street sharks and Uh, picked those two up, even though I was never into street sharks. I was like, these are muscle figures. I got to buy them, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they're so cool. But yeah, there was great. I mean, just the concept of them was fun and they went every different direction. I mean, you had some that actually looked like humans that were costumed you know, wrestlers. And then you just had some that were weird aliens, like some with six arms and, uh, ones that just look like blocks with arms. And, yeah. <laughs> and it was, they some were of them cool. didn't even have arms. Yeah. I mean, it, they were really cool. Muscle stood for millions of unusual, small creatures lurking everywhere. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, put a, I'm going to ask Jason to put a link to this thing I sent him into the show notes. If you want to see all the pages from the dealer's catalog of all these different muscle products, you'll be able to click yeah. over to them and see that stuff. So Those are great. All right. Uh, I've got one more here I'll, I'll throw along. These were great. I've always been a fan of just the green army men. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I had tons of those. Those you could play with outside. You could bury them, throw them, whatever you want to do with them. And you go back to the grocery store and you could get a new pack for 50 cents or whatever it was, you know, they were cheap. So you really have fun with them. Now in, uh, I want to say 86 or 87, uh, it was 86. Mattel came out with guts. Oh yeah. Remember guts Mm -hmm. guts were just basically glorified green army men, but they had different collections. And they were painted, and they were great. But they had those kind of poses that the Green Army men would would uh, have. And I had several collections. I had the the Green Berets, which were great. Came with uh, one with a like a German Shepherd too. I remember having the German Shepherd dog. And they had different ones. There's guys with pistols, Uzis, a guy laying down like a sniper, and just fun. Then I had the Let's see. I think it was the ground troops. They were a little darker green with almost like blue camo, <laughs> green and blue. And they were about the same with the pistols and rifles and stuff. And then I had the ninjas. Oh, ninjas were all in black. Some of them were more that uh, armor type style samurai. Uh, and some of them were just more, you know, ninja or stealthy. But they had great weapons, too, with these. It was like a dude with a huge, almost looked like a claw on the end, and spears and knives and swords. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, them now. I never I never had any Guts figures. I, oh, I know what they, they are, so and I remember other kids my age talking about them, but I never had them. And so this is kind of the first my first in-depth learning experience as to what Guts were, and I'm Googling them here and looking at them while you're talking. These things look pretty cool. 
Oh, they were great. They were, you know, they're not uh, necessarily the best painted or sculpted things ever, but the character designs were great. Uh, there was a ninja with two just throwing stars, which I was always fascinated with throwing stars. So <laughs> Me too. Who, what kid what? <laughs> I know. Uh, I didn't realize until just kind of looking up here, there was vehicles that they actually made for him that you, I guess wow. you could just throw them in and, and carry them around in. Never knew that the vehicles existed. All I knew was the little four or five packs that you would get. Uh, I remember buying those in Ames. Most of my stuff on my list here, I remember buying in Ames in town, the Karate Kid figure and the muscle figures, buying with my own money, you know. So I remember seeing those, and like I said, I love the Green Army Men, and those were just kind of an upgrade to those. And I took pretty good care of them. I actually still have the Green Berets and the Ninjas I still have from my childhood. Managed to keep those over the years, but those were fun. And just like the muscle men, you could send in four or five of these small guys to attack Skeletor or whoever and take out one of their men with four or five of these, you know, even the muscle men. And uh, they yeah, were still a squad of midgets, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you could still use them in your playtime, even though they were smaller scale. And I loved, uh, loved playing with the guts. Well, I was debating. We've talked a lot about wrestling figures. I'll save my other choice for the next time we visit this topic, and I'll switch gears altogether and go with food fighters. You remember the food fighters? Yes. Okay. Never had any, but I do know what they are. I got a couple secondhand. Uh, I, I can't remember what I traded for them now, but I got the hamburger one that kind of looks like Mayor McCheese, and I <laughs> yeah. think I got the pizza slice. I'm pretty sure I had the pizza slice guy, but I was enamored at the time with the commercials and the whole concept. Like, you know, sometimes uh -huh. food goes bad, like, which it, it does in real life, but they had the coolest vehicles and stuff too. Like the barbecue <laughs> bomber and things, the mean wiener. <laughs> <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> wow. These but, names are great. Oh my, I've never looked at these names. Taco Terror, yeah. Short Stack, which is the pancake. <laughs> Fat Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you could just take this a whole new direction. My favorite Jeez. vehicle was the combat carton. It was the egg carton on wheels that had the like uh -huh. catch blaster that had those skinny things that come off of it i've never seen that before oh my flying god tomatoes and pepperonis holds five figures it was a troop carrier barbecue but bomb loved, and fry chopper wow <laughs> i love the concept of these things uh-huh so the way i would use them in playtime i only had two of them they become teenage mutant ninja turtle villains oh <laughs> yeah you know perfect yeah the the sizes were a little off or whatever but they it wasn't a stretch of your imagination to put those two toy lines together. <laughs> the Burgadier General. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. the Mary, looks like the Mary McCheese guy. Yeah. <laughs> I had him. And, uh, oh, private they people. need to make a comeback. Yeah. But they don't, they don't need to come back as full-size figures. They need to come back about the size of the Guts figures. So you could do a whole little army of them. Work, yeah. Maybe put them in little quarter machines or something. Or well, now I guess it'd be fifty cent or seventy five cent machines. But. Yeah. I remember seeing even well before Toys R Us went out, they had those what were they called? Trash can guys or gross gross out guys yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh those just seemed like a, a total throwback to me. I never really bought any or, or collected any, but this just kind of represents that era where anything can be an action figure and combining with food and machine guns and backpacks and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's just, gosh, so great. 1988. Yeah. I never had any as a kid, but I, I do remember some of these and some of my friends probably had a couple along the way, but I never got into them. Now, it was just basically a random, it wasn't based on a cartoon or anything, right? <sighs> I want to say they tried to do a cartoon, but I'm not sure if they actually did or not. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe they did, but they had file cards kind of like GI Joe did like private pizza born in pepperoni, Pennsylvania. His strength was his bulletproof crust. 
Weakness is that he loves anchovies. His goal is to make a lot of dough. Hobby is shopping for new toppings. And his quote, a pizza in the oven is worth two on delivery. <laughs> so, so you had the uh, file cards with them and stuff. But you, you think about it. There's a lot of food you could do this stuff with. Like you could, they could have continued this line if it had been popular. They could have continued it for a while. You could have like a moldy cheese man. Yeah, you know, just every condiment could endless. have been a figure, and yeah, endless, he went into the endless world of fast food. Right, great stuff. Yeah, the food fighters. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I think we'll end it there as far as uh, our conversation goes. We've got a lot of comments here to get to, and a lot of good choices in these comments. Let's uh, zip through these, and uh, I think I got pretty much everybody this week. If I missed you, I apologize, because we do, like I say, retweet it with our personal account. Sometimes we don't get to see every comment. Nick Logan, at nlogan77, Warrior Beasts from Remco were some of my favorites, where Wolf Warrior and Craven to fight Masters of the Universe. Remco Monsters fought my G.I. Joes and made an appearance in Jabba's Palace in my Creature Cantina. <laughs> Uh, Mattel's Battlestar Galactica and Clash of the Titans guys were regular Star Wars stand-ins as well. Dragons, Knights, and Daggers by Imperial gave my Masters of the Universe more weapons and creatures. Remco's Sergeant Rock and Bad Guys bolstered the ranks of both Cobra and G.I. Joe. And I had the Machine Gun Nest and Raft. Do you know any of those Warrior Beasts? I was looking them up, and this Warrior's Beast Skull Man looks absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, just incredibly fantastic. He would have been heavyweight champion of the world in my wrestling ring. <laughs> he would have been the ultimate bad guy. Yeah. I remember uh, Clash of the Titans, some of those figures, I think my neighborhood friend Tim had, and uh, I was never big into the Star Wars line, so... He had some of those as well, and I think Clash of the Titans. Uh, Adam Hoju Kulander. These tacky stretchoid warriors were a bizarre sight to see in an action figure aisle during the 90s without any cartoon tie-in. I had lots of fun pitting these guys against my X-Men figures. Only had a handful of the Kenner Aliens toys. Hicks and Apone didn't get much play, but attacks here got into scuffles with all of my other action figures. Good or bad, he's the one with the xenomorph armor. So, yeah, don't remember either of those two lines as far as being wanted by me in the toy aisle. Yeah, Stretchoid warriors. Wow. They look glorious, though. They do. They look really cool. Paxton Holly at Paxton Holly. The Fisher Price Alpha Pro became my G.I. Joe Space Squad. Ooh. And I looked at a, uh, a picture of that. He put a link up there. Yeah, it does look like it would be nice to... Uh, hold some Joes in and go to the moon or wherever you needed to go. <laughs> There's a lot of those vehicles, you know, from other, like you say, you find it at a garage sale or something and just immediately became perfect for hauling whatever you had. Yeah. Uh, turtle fan at 20 years before for me, it was the supernatural's spooks figure. The only supernatural I owned and this sweet Arco two headed dragon figure. So much playability with this guy. Reading all these great responses also reminded me of this figure that I owned back in the 80s. Anyone else have the skateboard smack-ups? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at those. I don't remember those at all. Yeah, me uh, Now, the Supernaturals, I do remember. Those are the holographic ones, right? With the... It looked like a, uh, just a hood, almost. I'm not sure. I don't... Um, I'll Google. The, I'm not Supernat- sure. They had the hologram stickers. And those were cool. Anything with holograms caught my attention. Yeah, and I remember my neighborhood friend Tim had some of those, but I don't remember having any supernaturals in my collection. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I see now. Yeah, I do remember those. Yeah, I wanted those too back in the day. I just, I never had any. I think those did have a a short lived cartoon tie in. Uh, Stacy at Geeky Vixen. I was obsessed with the Wizard of Oz as a kid, so I had these. MTC Toys action figures as part of my collection. They also made dolls, and some of them were pricey. MTC Toys also made the Nightmare Warriors, skeleton versions of the historic figures. Wow. <laughs> I don't uh, didn't remember any of those in my world. Jeff, at Pilot Jeff, I had the Star Trek shuttlecraft vehicle that became my go-to transport 
or escape vehicle for all my other action figures. I was never a Star Trek fan, so not sure how I wound up with it, but I love that thing. Been Googling all morning, finally placed this one. It was the Mastage from Stargate, the only toy I had from the line. Never seen the movie or any spinoff show, but I thought he looked cool. I remember begging my mom, even though I had no clue what it was. It looked like a one of those big uh, things the Stormtroopers ride in Star Wars <laughs> to me. I love Stargate, the original movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Never watched any of the follow-up series, but totally forgot they had a, an action figure line around that movie. It was kind of weird. Uh, Sean Robert, at Sean Robert. For me, it was RoboForce, the Wrecker mm-hmm. figure. I found it in the woods near my house as a kid, and I <laughs> fell in love. Sadly, the line was canceled by the time I realized what it was, so I never only had the one toy from the line. He was used to help defend my living room from Cobra. RoboForce had a the the larger ones, which I actually found at a thrift store. I found four of them. I, it was immediately uh, an immediate purchase. They had smaller versions, though, and I had one of the smaller RoboForce guys. Uh, I don't think it had the suction cup on the bottom like the bigger ones do, but it, they were cool in that you could move their arms and stuff with a little button in the back. And it had a pilot cartoon. I remember it being on YouTube. might still be over there, RoboForce. But that was it. It never made it past uh, that to you know kind of suck kids in. I guess maybe the toys weren't doing that well. So it was weird how you you kind of did it backwards back then. You had the toys first, and then you kind of developed the stuff around it. Versus probably nowadays where you're let's do the cartoon series and then make the toys or, or release them together. I- I want to say I had a Robo Force figure. Now that I'm looking at these things, mm-hmm. I just can't be sure. Max, what was the main guy? That was the one I had that was in the smaller version. Anyway, uh, those are really fun. Uh, Tim at Old School Eighties. I had the Sergeant Rock action figure that mixed in well, and also a certain Superpowers figure that I will post on Instagram for you later today. That Sergeant Rock figure would have most likely been from the Remco line, I would guess. Right. That's the only thing I knew that made Sergeant Rock figures. Yeah, I think that's what we were uh, talking about before. Oh, that figure is the Flash. Oh. Superpowers Flash. Good, good timing on that one. Mm-hmm. Kevin at Mass Library. I think it was my birthday party in kindergarten or first grade that I got some cheap knockoff He-Man toy. The comic glove had yet to start. I'm thankful for whoever the guest was that brought me into this. And then Pax chimed in. They totally ripped off Master of the Universe. But, oh, man, that Remco Warlord line is great. The villains Demos and Mikola were awesome. A demon and a vampire. Never read the comic, but those figures were a lot of fun. Yeah, those figures. Warlord. Some of the old uh, comic book ads for those, and they are mm-hmm. gorgeous-looking figures. Brian Cave at Old School Evil. I had a few GoBots that I would have joined the Autobots and Decepticons. I think I had the Waterwalk and Twin Spin, missing the blades, of course. <laughs> Sean, for me, it was Tux, the Rolls Royce that turned into the robot with the top hat. <laughs> nice. I remember having that one. For me, it was the opposite. I had only a couple Transformers, and I had a ton of GoBots. So the... Uh, the, the Transformers, like, stomped on my GoBots. <laughs> but I've gone back over the last couple years when I've been at uh, just cons, local cons and, and retro con, and I've collected a lot of my GoBots back. So, love the GoBots. Ben Rawier at BatFan.com. Probably some of the most random were Canet and Garbage Man from the Zen the Intergalactic Ninja line. <laughs> I'd never heard of this. Well, I remember the comic book from the 90s. Uh-huh. So I guess they were figures based on that. That was a good comic book series, too, though. Zen the Intergalactic Ninja. Zen independently published in the early 90s. It, it's okay. a good read. I, I can't speak for the toys, but the book's a good read. Okay. Lamar Revenger, at Revenger Lamar. Okay, I had to think about this one. Growing up, my brother and I mostly had Star Wars and G.I. Joe. There was a few Transformers and GoBots, but the biggest random toys we had was I had the Land Patrol and my brother had the Sky Patrol of Vehicle Voltron. Ooh. No Sea Patrol. It was sad. Yeah. <laughs> we never we never got it. I think my parents didn't want us to fight over it. 
I also got a Mantlor Sectars figure that immediately got the Bug Friends repelling cord tangled and useless. Okay. <laughs> Never had any of the Sectars. Those were a little bit bigger. They're almost like puppet-like. I think those... Some of them uh, are really big, yeah. Yeah. And I think the playset for that is one of the largest ever made, at least in the 80s. Uh, what do they call that? Sectars? Oh, it was like Hive or something. Yeah, remember. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw you're one. On the, you're on the right track with that. I saw one last year at RetroCon, and it was like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> glorious. JL out of the box. No, they had the box with it, so yeah. it was, and it was pretty large. I bet it was pretty expensive too. Then. Yeah, I can't remember what the price tag was. I mean, it wasn't any flag or anything, but still pretty impressive for an action figure playset. JL Amastis at Shade of Jeremy. I had three Thundercats, Lino, Mumra, and Walrus Man. There was a few random Secret Wars, Superpowers. Wasn't much of a superhero guy. And one Dungeons and Dragons guy, Grimsword. I still have no idea how I got him, and I wasn't allowed to have D&D stuff. <laughs> I don't like that feeling. Yeah. I, I didn't, well, I don't know if I wasn't allowed, but I just didn't uh, get into that fantasy world too much beyond, like, Masters of the Universe. Uh, Thundercats now I had the Cats Lair the, uh, the electronic Cats Lair I love Thundercats I had several of those uh, Space Monkey X At Space Monkey X I had a huge Star Wars collection And then I wound up with a War Duke D&D figure somehow He and Boba Fett became bounty hunter buddies Awesome <laughs> Sadly I lost War Duke over the years But I wish I had him back He was a great action figure And then Already lost my mind at Mojo's work. Dick Tracy and shoulders fit right in with my TMNT figures. I had two of those hologram knights. I think he means the uh, visionaries. And yeah. a couple sectars. They were both just so out of place with everything else in every way. So, the Dick Tracy man. figures, when I read that, that is a perfect matchup with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right, yeah. Uh, that is a beautiful marriage right there. <laughs> Very mutated. That's correct. Uh, all right. Well, that's our feedback from this week. Thanks so much, guys, for playing along with us. And uh, we love it when we get all this feedback and we get the conversation moving back and forth between people as well, too. I didn't uh, actually get some of the replies to uh, other comments in there, but uh, great feedback this week. And uh, you can always continue the conversation after the podcast if you didn't get a chance to, to chime in at TRN Social over there on Twitter. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.